Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this long week trend, Labor mm. Day week trend ow, ow, episode. Ow, 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 ow. he back. Mm-hmm. Woo! Well, well, well. Well, it's you, well, it's you, well, it's you. Or maybe more appropriately, I should say, buongiorno, mi amici. Oh, it's been beautiful. a wonderful time in Puglia, and now I'm back. I'm uh, back. I'm back. Doing great. Fantastic. How was it? You. It sounds. It was great. Your 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 accent sounds completely authentic. Um, I mean, thank you so much. I would say that you know, when you're spending time in what they call the heel of the boot of Italy, little did I realize <laughs> that I would find myself being healed in a spiritual sense from the beauty of the sun and and food. I I just. Uh, I'm back in the heel of the boot, healed by the butte. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. See, this is why I need to come back because I'm only half a brain without you. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm Jack O'Brien. That is Miles Gray. See, Um, he's back from his journey, journeys abroad. Um, He will be pronouncing selective words differently, um, but not. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying differently, because before you said in an insufferable, obnoxious way. But yes, <laughs> you, you made a euphemistic version. I will be doing it a little bit differently. Yes, yeah. see, see, see. Um, fettuccine, I believe. Is <laughs> You're going to find a way to keep mentioning fettuccine for some reason. Um, anyways, uh, this, is, this is the episode where we get back. Uh, tell you what trended over the long weekend. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 what a what a long weekend. What um, a long weekend. We we had Burning Man. We yeah. had 
some RIPs to some real ones. We yeah. had uh, Taylor Swift owning the uh, well, first of all, owning owning the uh, prison yard. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> and then owning the the studio leads. Uh, a bunch of stuff. But before we get to any of it, Miles, we do like to let our guests get to know us a little bit better and tell them something that we think is overrated uh underrated you want mm-hmm. you want to kick us off with something you think is overrated sure and you know this is apropos of nothing but i will say something that is overrated is focaccia genovese <laughs> because you know in the u.s what we understand as focaccia is actually it's from genova uh and it's the kind of focaccia you see at most italian restaurants but as i spent time in puglia specifically in body i realized uh-huh. that Focaccia Barese is actually a superior focaccia. It's doughier, it's denser, it has way more olive oil in it. Like if you have it wrapped up in a piece of paper, it looks like that it's episode like a sponge. When, dude, like when Homer had to gain all that weight and Dr. Nick's like, if you rub it on paper and it goes clear, it's good. <laughs> that right. is what that was. And it was delicious. Mm. Uh, and it's funny because a local was telling me, breaking down how it's apparently a very contentious thing in Italy about who who got the good focaccia and who yeah, should I was be the say, one you saying. You can say that now that you're no longer there. You can yeah, say yeah. that oh, that no. focaccia is... Uh, focaccio? Would, is that, I believe, how it's pronounced? Focaccius. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's been... It's, it, 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 I, I, can't, I can't stop thinking about it. And I had, I had all these sandwiches on it. The amount of the sandwich game again, you know, it's uh what you put I don't on know where sandwich. to start. Oh man, I had one with uh, you know, as the Americans say, gabagool, but capacolo, uh, with some uh, olive tapenade, a bit of stracciatella cheese, Ooh. you know, rocket, uh, and some olive oil, and it was fantastic. I also had and this has nothing to do with my overrated, but I said one of the best pastas I ever had in my life. It was a pistachio cream with like crushed red peppers with like tuna tartare on top because you're by the sea in Puglia. You must, tuna, you simply must. Tuna yeah. as, a, as a stray ingredient, underrated uh, as far as I'm concerned. When you go yeah. to the old country, they know how to Thank do it over you. there. Absolutely, absolutely. So I will say, sorry to Genova, you know, the city that gave us Christopher Columbus, but not only is that man overrated, but so is the focaccia. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, my overrated is knowing the words to songs. Uh, that I've been singing for years. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I thought the lyrics to Hard Knock Life were, just that I thought the first part wa- uh, it's was... It's a hard knock life for us. For us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like... I always thought it was yeah. steady, something, something, oh. something. Um, but I've just been singing that song since it came out in my head, out loud, and just phonetically. Yeah. Um, and it just came up again because my kids are obsessed with it because it, it popped up in uh, the Ninjago movie. More on right. that later. And they were like, what are the words? They're clearly not the thing that you're uh, yeah. kind of slurring through. What, what, what are you saying? And the lyrics are very simple. It's like instead of kid, also very dark, instead of like kisses, we get kisses kicks yeah instead of treated you get tricked instead of kisses you get kicked we get kicked um they're very simple make total sense um i prefer the blur of syllables that i had going yeah. for years there's something sing it for me just give me your amorphous <laughs> version instead of you and we get sick 
that I gotta make it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can't even do it yeah. now because I don't know what I thought it was, but it was, right, right. It was way off. And there's something I, I feel like most lyrics are like that for me. They are just I learned them phonetically and did not think about anything about like what was intended, what they were trying to say. It's right, right, just right. The feeling of the syllables. And uh yeah. That's like I, again i always bring like so many rap songs are like that for me too until like you know because some back in the day some rappers had the fucking lyrics in the liner notes if you bought the cds yeah. other times you were like i don't know what the fuck this is and you would go on like a janky internet site and get like the wrong version too right. so i was definitely doing syllable screaming the one i always think about too is and i've mentioned it on the show is that fallout boy song sugar we're going down where i'm just yeah, like yeah like that that's easier in my mind to sing than what the actual lyrics are so yeah I yeah know that but like that one i think is a famous famously like people are like i don't really didn't know what that was for a while but like hard knock life like that's very straightforward my brain yeah. had to do work to not know what they what those young children were saying right um but maybe well, i just didn't want to know that they were getting kicked instead of kisses oh yeah you're protecting yourself i was protecting myself from the horror so yeah a delicate little baby um <laughs> the, the, what the uh what's something you think is underrated underrated and i've actually been thinking about this a lot since you were talking about how you like to do something that makes you uncomfortable a lot mm. that if you mm -hmm. if you stay in your comfort zone too long you feel like you begin to like you have to fight the inertia of comfort yes uh break the inertia of comfort and as somebody who for the first time took their young baby uh Ooh. you know traveled as a family on a plane her majesty and i decided yeah let's try a transatlantic flight for the first flight ever we do with a, <laughs> a six, six seven off. month old uh it was very at times very uncomfortable or at times you know i had a lot of things in my mind about how difficult i thought it would be and just persevering through gave me such a deeper like appreciation for not only like her majesty and you know the geist child but also just being able to trust myself in situations like that too where you're like oh this is gonna be a nightmare and i'm gonna probably just break down i'm gonna be on my knees in the streets of italy just not being <laughs> able to handle anything uh and i just like i feel so much more confident and i really like just I, I don't know i came back with such a deeper appreciation of many things not just like our family unit but just like being home and like the shit mm. that being home offers me so uh, I have to say, I have to credit you, Jack, for saying that because I really, I've been thinking a lot about you saying that about not about challenging yourself to do something that not, it doesn't have to be necessarily being like, you know, terrifyingly uncomfortable, yeah. but just to move outside of your comfort zone in any way, be it big or small, yeah. because it's true. It really does. It does pay off uh, in the end. So yeah, got to say massively underrated for something that in our minds, I think we overrate pretty seriously. Yeah. I'm I'm wearing underwear made of out of SOS pads. That's how I approach it. Oh. Is just yeah. Yeah, I was like physical and then a shirt made of my own hair uh that just uh, it's not Oh, great. that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right, Brian, I do owe you 20 bucks. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was like a mohair mesh marina. You were doing like a no. Jamaican kind of thing. But, but that no. that is super impressive that you guys were able to travel internationally with the guy's child, such a young child. Uh, yeah, that's and shout out to Europe or especially Italian culture for loving a baby like on site. Wow, because you know in the U.S. 
a lot of times we're like, oh, babe, fuck. Like, it's going to fuck my vibes up because a baby's on a conference call right now. Your oh. baby's going to be crying on the Seriously? background of my conference call. You're bringing your baby into this Sharky's Mexican cantina right now. I'm trying to do something <laughs> serious. But yeah, like in Italy, man, like the way people stop you on the street and just like, oh, que bello, bambino. They, it, it also made me much. I don't know. Like I just appreciated life more and the idea of community much more. So oh, overall, man. fantastic, fantastic time. You do vacations, right, man? You really like come back from your vacations with like a new view on the world. It's a uh, underrated how great how great you are at vacations. <laughs> I don't. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's it's that or just you know by virtue of just trying new things. Like, and I I guess I try to always really find that in whatever you do because those are like the real memorable things you bring back from travel like obviously mm. seeing new things but if you can add to your your worldview and come back a slightly different person an improved person then i feel like then you get the most out of what you do even if you're taking a trip to somewhere you've been already again that's why credit to you for like of really leaning into the unknown and the discomfort because that's yeah, truly where the that's where the growth is it's not in yeah. comfort the growth is in the discomfort because hence growing pains tell you one place that isn't fond of kids hmm. joshua tree <laughs> i feel like that we went we went there for like uh, i think it was new year's my wife and our two kids and we were just like sitting there playing chess like i thought being very like you know quiet respectful but man people were just like what the fuck is this Ugh. Like, that's yeah I think there's just, I think there's just something like about sometimes when Americans are on, when we go on vacation, it's like to escape the shitty like hellscape of the toil of our work lives. Yeah. And so like, you really want to expect this like very sanitized or like very specific environment in order to achieve that. And sometimes you completely nullify the rights of children to exist in your presence. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is not, not good. Not good. For my underrated, I guess... I guess the Ninjago movie. It's, oh, it's not good, but it's like there's a whole different type of like movie experience that doesn't really like that. There's not a way to research it. There's not like it's not represented in critical analysis. I can't go to Metacritic and be like, yeah, but like if I'm watching with my kids, what's the what's right, the score? Right, right. Yeah. But um, it's truly about like how much my kids enjoy it and how I feel about them enjoying it. Like if mm. they enjoy it but it's a bunch of like nonsense and violence i'm not going to be enjoying it that much but when they love it and it's because it like gets them you know right 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 and it's like making wordplay jokes like i don't know Le the lego movies do a good do a good job not to be like so legos <laughs> this massive <laughs> trillion dollar corporation shout out to the Danes. underrated yeah um the danish but, hit makers yeah I am curious to hear, like, what what are people with young kids like methods for finding out about like media that they fuck with that they can like watch with their kids? Like, the there's this website, Common Sense Media, that tells you like this is probably like even though it's PG thirteen, you're probably all right watching this one at like age eleven with your kids, or right. you know. Uh, but I feel like it also has like some christian values bias in there so i'm wondering yeah. what what do people use is there like a good reddit for this shit right well i mean what it, so like what would you what's an ideal movie review that is usable for you as a parent like aside from being like wow it has like great you know like the metacritic or adult 
perspective review? Like, what are kind of things that, like, what are the degrees or categories you're looking for? I mean, I guess it's just like laughter, like number of laughs of from uh, a seven year old, like yeah, laughs yeah, yeah. per age group. Right. We right. also we also went to the Hollywood Bowl for Return of the Jedi. Uh, oh, which, the live screening or live yeah, score, li- yeah. where they like the orchestra plays the music along yeah. with the movie, which was very cool. Um, did not appreciate how much classical music is in just all movies, uh, but like that, those movies in particular, like in right. the, those George Lucas movies, um, it is a wild experience to be able to watch as like people's like nerd boners go up because yeah. like they give out these like lightsabers or you like, you have to buy them, I guess. And like when Han Solo comes on screen for the first time, it's like zing, like all <laughs> the hell, like go up in there like, right. straight in the air yeah but that was cool because like you know my seven-year-old is thinks he discovered star wars you know yeah so on one on it. the one hand it's like pretty cool on the other hand it's like a little disillusioning um but yeah it was it was a blast he found um, his he found his people you found know, his people that star exactly. wars show yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a let's take a quick break. Okay, and we will come back and we'll talk about uh, some of the things that were trending over the a weekend. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm elia connie and this is family therapy my best hopes i guess identify the life that i want and and work towards it i never seen a man 
take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We are. And we are going to keep with the story that you were in Italy and leave out the thing about how you were stranded at Burning Man. Um, yeah, yeah. Had to the... rush back to get in there, get in there to, to the to Black Rock City, you know? Yeah. It's oh been everywhere. God. Turns out Reddit does work uh, in Europe. So I was able to see a lot of interesting video posts from abroad, uh, like the Burning Man. Not, I guess, debacle, just nature doing its thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what, like, why do you think this took people by like, so it, I feel like it's a lot of schadenfreude. Oh like, yeah. People are like, I want to see the people who go to Burning Man suffer. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of the viral posts were like people being like, as bad as this must be for them. It's not as bad as being stuck in conversations with them about Burning Man. I want to step in here and say I enjoy hearing from people who go to Burning Man about Burning Man. I think yeah. it's a weird experience that I have never and probably will never experience, but like it Hey, don't speak too soon. It can be interesting to hear those stories. I love hearing from Michael Swaim about his Burning Man adventures. Yeah, I like my dad cuz you know he's he he used to hang out with some og burners i just remember in the 80s like when my dad's friends would like come back and like always talk about it and i just like the way the conversation was it's like i never understood what they were talking about and my dad's like it's for adults it's like an adult thing and i'm like what but why did why does he have all these like what are the all these pictures of this interesting clothing but the culture of it <laughs> Seems like it's just taken like it's like anything you hear those people talk about how it's just changed over the years. And as it became more mainstream, just sort of began to draw a different kind of of uh, participant yeah. like Chris Rock, um, yeah. who's, who didn't Chris have Rock too good of a time. Diplo. I feel like Diplo so, makes sense as a DJ. Yeah, Chris yeah. Rock, you know, it's like when Diddy went a few years ago. That's when I think a lot of people are like, oh, no. OK, oh, here we go. Puff Daddy's there. I guess this is something else now. Do we think that we found out that Chris Rock was there because like what would that have been a thing that we didn't know about but for the whole place turning into a pot of mud that everybody had to like escape from? Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, I feel like you always like all those websites typically do like a rundown of like here's who went to Burning Man this year, especially yeah. as it became like kind of celebrity Focused. Yeah, I guess not I just the don't festival, usually but celebrities care. became focused. Right, yeah. right. And I think yeah. in this version, I, I think it's interesting because I think it's a good example of someone having the rich guy freakouts. Uh, yeah. Because like the way Diplo was apparently, the, Chris Rock was so frightened, apparently, as things began to devolve. Like he hitched a ride back, like in a fan's truck, be like, Mista, Mista, get me out of here. I mm. gotta go. And he was saying things like, 
he thought potentially that again it could be obviously hyperbolic he's a comedian that like it could be devolve into just cannibalism and chaos or that sounded like realistically thought maybe people were gonna like run up on their camp and like take stuff which is like very odd because if there's one thing i know about burning man it's like that doesn't seem like the norm it sounds like all about like sharing you know what i mean and like you know relying on other people and being able to you know have community but for him i think he was like the pores are gonna overrun our camp get me out of here interesting yeah anyways glad that most people seem to have gotten out of there safely um like the like the thing that another thing that went viral from burning man is like the sex plane thing i don't know it's just it is hard for me to like differentiate what is i'm sorry what is the sex plane there was like a plane that was basically an attraction where you could like book it and it would take you up into the air and like there it was like a tiny plane with just a mattress and like some red sheets and shit in the back (laughs) And then you could have sex in, you could join the mile high club, which I, I've never, what, not interested in this for so many reasons, but um, people were talking well, about that on, Go on. on Twitter. Uh, and I feel like when you actually looked like who was writing about it, it was like a lot of like British uh, conservative tabloids and stuff like that. Um, so it's just like, it's differentiating the schadenfreude of like the, you know, conservatives who are like, and this is what you get hippies for doing this stuff. And then people who I would agree who like, I I'm kind of more in line with that. It's like, God, if Elon Musk had been like swallowed by the mud there, that would have been wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I'm still just hung up on this sex plane. Is the pilot discreet? Is he taking peaks back there? Does he have a have rear you ever view been mirror? on a tiny plane? I've been on exactly one tiny plane. I've seen like, videos of people like on a single engine plane and it looks like it's there is no like you're just fucking right behind it's a somebody van. yeah it's like a, a van with wings is basically so i may, maybe they put up like a, a a separator a divider but it's pilot that point, co-pilot and then couple having sex in a pretty like what what is essentially the size of like a a tent mm. <laughs> so okay um, well yeah, to each their they, own. the the person who talked about it was like, yeah, they were discreet, they were great, uh, made a lot of like, you know, they we didn't land until we reached altitude, or a lot of like orgasm puns. Um, right, right, right. It was fun. It's also like the a, a lot of the people like they they look like the people from the real sex documentaries, the oh, HBO yep, yep, documentaries. Yep. Like mm-hmm. it feels like this is where a lot of those people and their. Uh, their descendants I, have gone. Yeah, where do I? In my mind, I'm like that. Just sounds so unpleasurable for me personally to be in yeah. a single engine plane with like a two person audience. Um, but hey, <laughs> right. again, we're all wired differently. So if you'd like to get your rocks off in a Cessna, or I'm sorry, a Sexna, you hey. know, go do your thing. Go do your thing. Um. All right. Uh. Timothy Chalamet and Kyrie, Ky, Kylie, Kyrie. Jenner, Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie Jenner. Irving. What? <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and Kyrie Irving are, are hard launching their relationship <laughs> at the Beyonce show. <laughs> Man, it was um, yeah. There's like all this 
I, there's been so much rumor about how Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner have been like, you know, they're discreet, but I guess not really just going to each other's houses and limousines and leaving or whatever. But, you know, the Beyonce birthday show happened. Diana Ross sang happy birthday to her. I was wow. unable to go due to jet lag, uh, but it looked fantastic. Uh, but yeah, apparently Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner are just, you know, having a good old time making out. I was more impressed with that Timothy Chalamet just smoking a cigarette in the SoFi arena, just like off in the VIP area. I was like, wow, this guy's, he's guy's really edgy with his sickies. I like it. <laughs> that is, that, people are doing that again? That, that I feels, know. That's yeah. what I was struck by. In, in, a, in, a, in this weird fucking 90s brained way, I was like, oh, Timothy Chalamet is hot. He's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> like, and I feel like maybe, I wonder if that's what Kylie Jenner's into. She's like, he smokes cigarettes like some 90s scumbag. It's so right. cool. <laughs> his breath stinks like Marlboro Reds. Yeah. I guess he spends probably a lot of time in Europe where it's still, how, yeah. how was the cigarette smoking in, uh, oh, in your 10 journey? out of 10, it's 10, 10 out of 10. Out of 10? They still. blow it right around your baby. They don't care. <laughs> and I don't either in my mind. It's I'm like, well, the this baby. ain't every day. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, like it's funny, like someone with a cigarette in their mouth will come up to a baby. <laughs> like it's like flapping in their lip. It's like, Oh, bambina, bambino. And I'm like, Bambino, but please don't want to have any kind of COPD or something. Please just keep the cigarettes away. But anyway, it was fine. Wow. 10 out um, of 10. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Taylor Swift. So a couple Taylor Swift stories from yeah. over the weekend. Um, this article from the New Yorker went viral, written by someone who's in jail for murder, uh, who... I'll just read the opening sentence. The first time I heard about Taylor Swift, I was in a Los Angeles County jail waiting to be sent to prison for murder. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, you know, it, it's interesting. Like, you know, the, the access to media that he has in prison is a lot of just, you know, like a radio station or like good morning America, you right. know, like one of the net network, television stations and so like he kind of learns about her and hears her music that way and then there's like a mp3 trading scene and uh you know like people who smuggle in boom boxes and cds and like someone smuggles in uh her new album for for him Ooh. while uh like for his birthday and I don't, it, it's just a cool he writes eloquently about like that relationship that you can have with something that like represents home or like normalcy and right. um like i don't know have you ever had that where you're like homesick or like traveling yes. and then it like you're just devouring something that reminds you of home when i would be in japan as a kid because like if, if i wasn't in school like i i was in japan to like be with my family there and in like in the mid 90s and shit there was not a lot of like american tv you could just get on like normal like because my 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 grandma and uncle they didn't have cable or anything so i was watching whatever the fuck was on but late at night you could get beverly hills 90210 or csi miami and i was on that shit every yeah. night from like midnight to fucking 2 30 watching that shit because it was like the one little shred of american culture but i never fucked with 90210 till i was in japan because that was like just some homeward shit i could like stare at and i was yeah. all over that yeah, I, I do wonder, like, to, uh, people talk a lot about how, like, McDonald's in other countries are much better than the McDonald's in the U.S., and I think that's definitely true, 
But I also think you like appreciate the McDonald's in another country more because it is that oh, like yeah. tread of home. Jack. Like that tread of normalcy. When I was in when I was in body, I went to McDonald's. Did you? And oh yeah, because I'm look, I'm I'm nasty with McDonald's. All right. I've like I can't <laughs> I can't help it. Something's wrong with me. Okay. <laughs> but and and even their Majesty's like, do we really have? We're in Italy. I'm like, I just have to see what they have that's different. Oh, yeah. And they have like Big Macs that are with like the chicken, bur- like chicken patties and shit. Like you get a double stack McChicken sandwich. I was like, okay, these are all ingredients I know. But they have a pistachio McFlurry. Oh, wow. M God. I it was it was delicious and that was like the one different thing I had to get just to try it and it was yeah it was different they take their food seriously you know what can I say yeah there's a um there's a good section where he like writes about how he's like making friends in the prison yard who are like clowning him for liking Taylor Swift but then they eventually come clean that they were clowning him for liking I think it was red because they (laughs) thought it was like a whack like pop departure from her oh shit <laughs> so, dude hipster swifters uh, okay yeah i love that that's just <laughs> just like yeah no like i almost got beat up because i liked red it wasn't even like it wasn't <laughs> yeah. anything on some like gang yeah. shit it was just for my taste in taylor swift's body of work you better not have the wrong taylor swift opinions you can mm-hmm. like taylor swift in the prison or you just can't have the wrong taylor swift opinion. you know what they say day one when you're in prison you go up to the biggest swifty and you knock them the fuck out yeah that way they know not to fuck with you in the yard. That's right. But yeah, man, I, I remember like living in Europe for a couple months, like in school and my thread to like just devouring like NBA, like articles about the NBA and just like basketball coverage, right. like Bill Simmons in particular, like this was when he was like just first starting out. Like that was the most I've ever cared about anything was like right. how much I cared about the NBA when I was in Ireland for two months like there's just like so much like homesickness and like normalcy and just yeah yeah sometimes you need that cultural oxygen to breathe in yeah exactly um yeah just hanging out at the internet cafe reading espn 2 like you do um all right uh let's take another quick break and we'll come back and uh talk about a couple more stories we'll be right back Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Mm-hmm. And so we got another we got another Taylor Swift story because we so we mentioned Presenda last week that uh, Taylor Swift's Eras tour is coming to AMC theaters. Yeah. Um, so tickets went on sale at the end of last week and it's like already had a massive impact on the industry because <laughs> it's just Fuck. the thirst is yeah. so real. Yeah. Um, they, so the previous, the previous record for ticket sales like pre-sales was held by Spider-Man No Way Home, um, which earned $16.9 million through one single day advanced ticket sales. Um, She made $26 million worth of tickets in like three hours. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Just, yeah. And this is for like the movie. Yeah, because she's doing the, hey, I've got the movie version of my tour that is coming out what this fall or it's October it's Octo- 13th. It's coming. Damn. Okay. Okay. And I know she cut out the, the studios. That's the one thing I did. I did hear about this was that she's like, yeah, I could, I could do a deal with the studio, but I'm a fucking, I'm gonna work my own distribution yeah. deal out. <laughs> so she, yeah, she made a deal directly with AMC because the studios, she was talking to studios. Um, but the companies were suggesting a 2025 release. <laughs> Which, you know, years after the tour had ended. And, you know, she and her people wanted the film to come out while the tour was still happening. Um, Turns out they might have good instincts about this stuff. (laughs) Right. And studios should 
maybe shut the fuck up and recognize when they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, um, will that ever happen? Universal is apparently extra pissed because they were considering distributing the Eras Tour movie, and now they've had to move the release date of their Exorcist sequel to avoid being just completely destroyed at the box office. <laughs> um, I fucking so, love that shit. Yeah. The Exorcist Believer was coming out on Friday the 13th, um, but now it's coming out on Friday oh, the 6th. Oh, shit. She, so she's squatting on Friday the 13th. Yeah. Wow. Good. Yo, I, I like that's some villain shit that I can I can get behind. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> now it's going to come out a week early. OK, well, I'm sorry to that exorcist. I I'm really sorry. am. Their decision to uh, get the fuck out of Taylor Swift's way happened literally hours after she announced her movie release date. It was Holy like shit. kind of immediate. Yeah. Well. I mean, that's good. You know, you know, the gravitational pull of fucking Jupiter or in this case, the Taylor Swift concert movie. Yeah, it's that's wild, though, how like just. Yeah, I don't know. I, we might have to go. We might have to review this one, Miles. We might have yeah, to, I, I'm I, saying it like it's a duty. I want to go. OK, I'm going to be you are, But Jack, you saw that see, shit live. I want to see how it holds up on the big screen. Yeah, after seeing it live in the flesh. Okay, okay, yeah, And yeah. if she has the ear monitor problem that she did, my conspiracy <laughs> You're taking theory, notes. You're like, but... she did it in this one. <laughs> she handled the technical um, glitch gracefully, unlike 50 Cent. That's right. Um, there's also a Meg Ryan return to rom-coms um, that got bumped because of this. Uh, called What Happens Later. Why? What is it with rom-coms about people who are aging that have like these titles that seem like they are a randomly selected sentence fragment. Yeah. And then there was that as good as it gets. And, and just like that, what happens later? Um, I, 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 Jack, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it's the same thing. Like when Alec Baldwin, uh, something's got to give, I guess that's a phrase. That's not like a randomly selected, but it, also feels like it's in the same um the same family when harry met sally you know <laughs> yeah. um, crazy rich asians does that work <laughs> no maybe not maybe not now you're just uh now you're just naming movies, now i'm just Mike. saying names yeah sorry 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 just kind of kind of just getting back into the swing of things <laughs> brian suggesting a couple uh what's that thing over there <laughs> where's my and hat look who's talking Look who's talking is, but that's not really a, a good rom com. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's one guy who's just like naming these movies that all like I don't know. Yeah, there there is a genre of movie title. I don't I don't know. Let let me find the one I'm talking about. Oh, it's complicated is the one that I was thinking of. <laughs> right, right, right. Miles, we got another fight video. Yep, we do. Um, the Morgan Wallen. I've been mm-hmm. pronouncing it Morgan Whalen. Uh, and for they good reason, apparently, other. because, oh, oh man, these Morgan Wallen fans are wailing on each other by the porta potties, brother. Um, it, a, another video in the category of no one knows how to behave anymore outside, uh, especially at concerts where a full on was like a three person. How many people were? I believe it ends up at four. four. Um, yeah. 
like one peacemaker and then someone the the one in the white cowboy boots who just comes through just ripping people just out of the fortified. ripping wigs um this this is like an eastern pro have you seen the movie eastern promises oh yeah my favorite the, thing to do where there's like a knife fight where everybody's naked and so like yeah, all their parts in, are exposed and just in the russian flapping bat. around yeah this is a eastern promises level body horror the way like faces in this actual fight <laughs> Uh, not directed by David Cronenberg, yeah. are being like pushed into porta potties, and it seems like someone might actually get like pushed down the hole. Dude, um, though, I thought she was gonna kick her down like she was like kicking a like a cardboard box like to make it fit into a garbage can. Yeah, where you're like, get right. in there, ramming it in there. It really kick her in the cesspit. It really like there. I will not be using a porta potty again in my lifetime without thinking of this video. So and how someone like, could possibly go in there? Much as I've come out and said, like, no more fight videos, guys. Like, the this is the culture. Like, <laughs> this is a a part of culture that I can't unsee now. Um, I like man. you're just putting like David Cronen, like the Cronenberg glasses on to watch that because there's so <laughs> many different analyses of this video. We saw one that was like an MMA guy who was talking about the fighting techniques being employed by the different combatants, uh, yeah. as you will. She's like, well, you see, she angles. goes outside here, and that's a mistake because no. the one who has the inner angle Look, she's got her is hands going on the to inside win every of that time. Hand. Oh yeah, now she's got control. She's got control. You're like, where have? Well, this is where we are. But I like they how both everybody all, like are standing upright until the fourth woman who's comes in and is just fucking wrecking people. Yeah, looks like someone who like regularly delivers cattle or something. <laughs> like the strength <laughs> of being like. Like <laughs> I wrestle right. tiny bovine creatures. This is yeah. nothing. Also, I like how Cal the aesthetic Midway. though. Yeah. The aesthetic though is so consistent. Like if you're if you're you know if going to the Morgan Wallen concert, you better have your little quarter cowboy boots on. You know, with your cute outfit. Because I feel like every I guess because it's a country show. Like I, I guess, do you look like a total herb if you show up in like sneakers or some shit or flip flops? Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Flip-flops are for, like, fish shows. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's also just a underrated um, performance by one woman who, like, just sneaks into one of the porta-potties that yeah. they've been beating each other up inside. Like, at first, it seemed like... I thought she just had to, like, go to the bathroom that bad, but it, it seems like maybe she was, like, trying to recover something that was dropped in there. Um, oh, I like the idea of, like, having to go to the bathroom. Cause that I identify like yeah. just seeing as somebody who's like back when I would go to like a lot of festivals and just like that bank of porta potties and just like scanning them all waiting for the next one to fucking open up so yeah. you can run in. I identify with her just kind of being like, yoink, I got I don't care what <laughs> the fuck's going on. I yeah. have to I mean, be. she does it very quietly under under the surface. It's just like I gotta I gotta get in there yeah. and whatever you guys are doing out here, that's your thing. Yeah, exactly. My name is but Paul. That shit's between y'all. Um, <laughs> all right. And finally, just a, a tragic weekend for uh, easy listening rock stars. Uh, the main thing is the passing of Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Um, you know, genre creator. And like, I don't, he, you know, Jimmy Buffett music is its own type of music. Oh, um, yeah. He passed away at the age of 76 following a battle, battle with skin cancer. Oh, no. That's what it was? Yeah. Ah, 
Gotta wear the sunscreen, folks. I know, and it doesn't, it feels a little tr- like tragically ironic for someone whose like whole brand was like getting out there in the sun getting and like basking in the, in the beach and stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, UV rays don't fuck around. They do not. Yeah. I was, oh, dude, I was on a plane when I was coming, <laughs> when I was going back to catch my flight to come home, I was sitting next to this dude who was a parrot head. And he was like, "Oh no!" This is like the day it happened, and he mentioned Jimmy Buffett like in some other thing. And he's, and I was like, "Oh, dude!" I'm like, you know, Jimmy Buffett. Like, how are you feeling? He's like, he was kind of like didn't really want to talk about it. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, it's sad, man. It's sad, man. Like, it's it's pretty sad." And like his voice was a little shaky, and I was like, "You yeah. know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you process this however you got to." His devote his fan base seems like they are capable of creating a um a, an urban legend or so, something where he actually didn't die like just oh yeah there's like that level of devotion you know 100 percent. i think i'd imagine they're probably better organized and like could execute a plan better than like even maga republicans like if the parrot heads like really wanted to fucking dial in on something they can make shit happen yeah 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 Cause they're all like moving towards that same Margaritaville type, you know, Elysium, you know, like they have yeah. a shared vision of what Elysium is. They do. I mean, so I didn't realize that Jimmy Buffett was a billionaire by the time he yeah. passed away. Uh, he had not only did he have like the Margaritaville chain restaurants, uh, but there were like homes, there were bars, there were uh, retirement communities in both Florida and South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like a big owner in Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway. Um, so he did well there, just <laughs> purely by coincidentally having the same name as Warren Buffett. I think there he was just like, we're not related, but could it'd you be imagine, funny if we were. Could you imagine though? Because <laughs> I just read a story about how uh, Warren Buffett's son is playing like, uh, like evil oligarch in like Illinois small town politics. Um, so oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably talk about it this week. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Like what oh, his son no. is up to. So, yeah. So, uh, just a couple of Jimmy Buffett stories. Uh, one is, uh, this tweet from PFT commenter, uh, great follow on Twitter. This kind of went viral and the New York times basically wrote an article summarizing it or like sourcing it out. But right. the original tweet is the best. It says, Cool Jimmy Buffett story. One time he was flying his own plane to Jamaica with Bono, as one does, and the Jamaican authorities misidentified his plane as being a weed smuggler's plane, and they opened fire on it with automatic weapons as he was trying to land it in the bay. He landed, and they boarded his plane and realized it was Jimmy Buffett and Bono. Instead of complaining, Jimmy was like, no big deal. I've probably gotten away with a lot of stuff I should have been caught for. And instead of suing them, he just wrote a song called Jamaica Mistaka about it. And vibed. <laughs> Absolute legend. Um, Fuck. Wow. Okay. Good for you. I had heard that song title and I did not know the, the backstory. That's a real song, huh? That's oh, I song. like how it's spelled. It's Jamaica M and the mistake is spelled like Jamaica. M-I-S-T-A-I-C-A. Wow. Okay. Good for you, Jimmy. Good for you. There's also the, (laughs) this tweet that I really enjoyed from Bill Ryan at face you hate, uh, retweeted the New York times obituary, the headline of the New York times obituary. 
Jimmy Buffett, roguish bard of island escapism, is dead at 76. And he quote tweeted that and said, did Mr. Burns write this? Because <laughs> really Oh, yes. Is. The roguish bard of island escapism. Roguish bard. Yeah. <laughs> roguish bard of... Okay, you can just... Yeah, Mr. Margaritaville. You know, that yeah. encapsulates it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, dude, um, that, uh, Steve Harwell, too, man. That yeah, was Steve Harwell from Smash grim. Mouth passed away at 56 and uh, due to acute liver failure after a lot of struggles with alcoholism um and then gary wright the guy who sang dreamweaver also oh. died. so oh. you know i remember that song from the wayne's world movie so oh, i first yeah. put it on my map and i was like what is this fantastic track yeah the best uh, um well rest in well, rest in power and margaritas and all that Yes, rest in smooth vibes. Um, <laughs> you, you roguish bard. The roguish bard of island escapism. <laughs> um, all right, Miles, I, I guess that's going to do it for I guess this morning. So. I guess so. I guess so. We're yeah. going to be back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, uh, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Mm -hmm. Get the vaccine. Don't mm -hmm. do nothing about white supremacy. Nope. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.